Welcome to the Gamers Over 50 podcast. This is episode number 37. All right, let's say this fast. Massively multiplayer online role-playing games. MMORPG. So let's say it's slow now. Massively multiplayer online role-playing games. All right, so I apologize if you're bored of the RPG topics. There is one more topic less to go. We saved the best for last on these. And the last one is super cool, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. You can only guess. There's a lot of RPG topics out there. But today we're going to talk about MMORPGs or Massively Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Games. So let's break each one of those down. So Massive. This could be exchanged for millions sometimes. Some people say millions, but it's think of as millions of square miles or, or millions of availabilities to play, things to find, steps to take, etc. in a game world. Millions of P NPCs, non-playable characters. Now, these are folks you talk to, you buy stuff from, they give you stuff, they do quests, you might have to hit them over the head or elsewise, knock them down, or potentially damage them to get them. Or millions of configurations. Okay, that may be a little bit too high, but if you get in the you know, some of these games that may have like 40, 50, 60 types of uh, people to configure and get that way. Um, anywho, that M is for massive. It means we're talking large scale, no small worlds, no small boards. All right, multiplayer. Now, some of all the MMORPGs, in fact, I, uh, I read some great stuff on the top 10 and I'm going to talk about an article in there. Um, but some of these have more players than New York. So I had to go and look because I, I wanted to see how many players they had. And this is pretty easy. And we'll talk about this. But 18.8 million people live in New York or the New York metro area. OK. And for anyone who wants to say, but hey, COVID understood. But that was the number I found for 2019. So we're before COVID. All right. Now, these players are not all playing at the same time. There are times when they are all playing at the same time. And if you've ever tried to go and like uh, stand in line like the day at a, at a Costco, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, it kind of feels that way. There's a lot of people in line or if you've gone to a store the day before a, a giant holiday that you have to get stuff. So a lot of people, um, you know, all those play players mm, probably make it you know, would make it to the lifetime of the game. Uh, the numbers rank a lot more than what you're ever going to believe. And they all have a nine and a 10 number. So we're talking millions, if not multis of millions. Okay. Online, every one of these games, you must connect to the internet. Ta-da, easy enough. Um, if we lose the internet, electricity or the game company servers can't get them, you can't play. So um, I don't understand how the people in The Walking Dead make it every day sometimes without MMORPGs because there's a lot of us who might not. But I always think about that when I think of stuff like, like these end of things. Role playing. This means you level, you build, you create your character's name. You may even have a backstory on them as well as the components that are built around it are you get things that make you better. You have actions that work in a certain organization. So all you Fortnite people out there, oh, we're an MMORPG. No, no, you're not. You just you just shoot things. Sorry. All right. Common features of an MMORPG is a theme. There is a lot of fantasy and sci-fi, and I'm going to go a little deeper on there. Tech-fi. Go look it up. 
comic books, books, genres that will be, uh, you know, even in this pandemic, I have a feeling that somebody is going to come up with a, a pandemic, a COVID-19 MORPG of, you know, going out and take care of. In fact, that might be a great educational tool for anyone who's a great developer out there. Uh, please give me credit on the game and at least one free license. All right. Um, but, you know, the stories and the games and the lore and lore is kind of the story, but it's kind of a cooler way to say a story are always out there. OK, progression, also known as grinding and not the grinding that you did when you're previously like 16 or in my day, because we're all over 50. Right. Um, but no, the uh, on the count on the uh, couch at like 11 after the parents went to sleep on a Saturday. Right now. Everyone has a progression aspect. So you're going to grind. And what's really interesting is one of the games that I have played had you go up to a, a level 120. And then they just reset it recently. And I haven't really read into to it much, but you got they took you all the down to a 50. And I feel like my level, losing several, 70 levels is kind of like, ow, you took something from me. But you may get those, those levels uh, questing, building things, collection, all of it. You're going to have to collect things and do those things. Now, it can be really tedious and boring to some people to do a quest or something maybe every day or something like that. But you're going to get things for it. You may get what loot. You may get stuff, loot. You may get a title, a tabard, or potentially unlock new game content. Okay. This may be the biggest part of what makes an MMORPG successful. The social interaction of them. The typing talking both every MMORPG, <laughs> I'm going to mess that up a few more times, has a way to type back and forth, to talk back and forth over voice over IP or VoIP systems uh, that allow players to talk. There are too many systems to talk about. I remember TeamSpeak being one. Now there's Discord. A lot of different ways to talk back. In fact, some games have built in communication systems. One big thing, if you've never played one of these before, do me a favor, learn how to turn your microphone to click to talk. That means, and hopefully this makes a sound, you, you hold a key in to talk and you let it go so no one has to hear you breathe because then you'll feel really embarrassed. I did the very first time. It was horrible. Okay, role-playing, RPG. It has to have an RPG, leveling, attributes, gaining reputation. There's some part of it that you're gonna, you, you've got to build on it. And it would be cool if you could build your own castles and boats and stuff like that. There are some. Ooh. All right. And culture. Now, we talk about culture a lot in our world nowadays. We talk about, oh, we must respect everybody's culture. But MMORPGs are one of those areas where everybody does kind of respect everybody else's culture. Now you're going to have the outliers. You're going to have the five to 10% of the 15 or I like to say the 15 year old boys or 50 year old men guys do not use slang or cursing or talk dirty to girls on, on games. You're just creepy and weird. I'm just saying that now because I hope no one who listens to this ever does that, but I have and or known people or had to kick people out of groups because weird stuff like that. But there is an entire set of rules and social rules and taboos that go along with it. Um, what's kind of crazy is people have met and dated from MMORPGs because you spend time, you talk to people. You're not, when I say an MMORPG, I'm not talking like you're catching one Pokemon. I'm talking a few hours of time that you're going to spend in it. 
Now, if all those cultures and rules and things, you're going to have to learn how to, to, to work well with people. You may be in a five-person group, a 10-person group, a 25-person raid or group, or a 40-person raid or group, and you're all having to work towards the very end goal of beating a, a giant dragon or in my, my favorite ever encounter is what kind of they call them is, is one called Ragnarok. It actually would take like a week and you'd get like six pulls on one giant boss. And it was, uh, it was horrible. It was horrible because we beat him like 10 times out of maybe a hundred. Um, anywho, but there's a whole, you know, imbued other people. When we would beat him, everybody was excited. It was a goal. We had done something in the game. No one else had done. It was exciting. Really super awesome. And, you know, there is a debate in of the video game overuse, people playing too much. They've made documentaries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so a little bit about the system architecture. How do you play an MMORPG is you either need to have a PC, phone, or tablet, and you connect that using a client to a server. So they call it client server. And that's kind of really it. So if you're listening to this and going, oh, Mitch, MMORPGs, they sound kind of nerdy, like you're going to sit down in front of your computer and play this game and you're going to be an elf or a dwarf or an undead person or a half elf or chaotically friendly human paladin. There could be many, many, many tiles there. Enter. Understand that this game may not be for all, but is accepting of all. I really like the MMORPG community because it does that. Now, does it take a lot of time to play, to get to the very end, to see all the content, to do all the things you can do in the game? Yeah, it will. Um, it got me through some very difficult times in my life. I've talked about this before, but I was making the joke with someone. They said, How's the, what's the longest you played a video game? And I was like, oh, I think it was like 34 hours straight. And they stopped and looked at me like I had talked about picking up a, uh, a hitchhiker and all the horrible things I did to him. I'm like, but you understand I had no relationships. I wasn't doing anything. I had been laid off. I would spend four or five hours a day sending out resumes, another four or five hours a day talking to people. And on the weekends, I would do nothing. And so there was a brand new expansion pack that came out for a game. And I just kept playing it and playing and playing. And I was doing the same. There were there were probably 40 of us doing it all together. So as bad as that can sound, there is that social piece of when I was done with the end of my day and I would be looking for jobs, I would stop, take a break, jump in the game, talk to some folks, and people would encourage me. It's like, how many resumes you sent out today? I sent out 40. And they'd be like, wow, that's nuts. You're crazy. And I'm like, no, you know, I'm just, I really want to have a regular job and unfortunately not talk to you guys during the day. So if you're thinking that, wow, this is something not good for my kids, one, it is like everything in, in moderation is good. You're not going to hand your kids an entire pot of coffee. Uh, you're not going to hand them an entire bag of candy and you're not going to give them a computer game that they can sit on and play all weekend. Then you go outside, then you do exercise, you do school, things like that. Now, also, while you're thinking about this, only people who are lonely and weird play MMORPGs. Now, one, no, they don't. I've actually been to three weddings of people who are extremely happy and who have children now. I know it's nuts. I've known people to play a game. They met in the game. They got married. They moved. One moved closer to the other. I think one they were one they were in similar parts of the of the of a city, and they moved closer and they moved in together and have kids. 
and their kids have kind of goofy middle names because maybe they're one of their characters' names. But there are also some really big time celebrities that play this game. Um, I want to start out, and, and mind you, all these folks, I love their work. I like what they do. They have, I, at one point in my life, I've always enjoyed things that they've been involved in. But I do want to start out with one very important person because this person also made a show about what it's like to play in an MMORPG. So Felicia Day. Now, if you've never met, seen, heard of Felicia Day, one, fantastic, fantastic actress. I think she's probably, as a actor, as a writer, probably a producer and director, really fantastic. I am not trying to hit on her. I'm very happily married, but Felicia Day is fantastic. And the show that she put out there is called The Guild. If you've never seen it and you really want to watch something that is kind of eye-opening and hilarious and maybe includes a, a Star Trek alumnus in there as well, as well as just general hilarity about playing games with people and what pe some people are like in games. And I'm going to tell you, the personalities may be a bit over, over the top, but they are very, very, very seriously the same. Um, but Felicia Day did this. I've seen her speak a couple times and, and watched uh, videos of cons, and she's been in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Supernatural. So you know, there's, there's an actor. There's someone who actually created a show built into it. Now, my, I, I'm not doing these in order, but I kind of my second favorite one is uh, Mr. T. And if you don't know who Mr. T was, and everyone probably knows, oh, Mr. T is the guy with the chains, the Mohawk. Well, he was also Michael Jackson's bodyguard. I remember seeing that because there's a show back in the early 80s, late 70s, where they had the bodyguards, like tough man stuff. But uh, Mr. T also did a bunch of commercials for Blizzard and World of Warcraft, where he talked about being a night elf Mohawk. And that really doesn't work. They'd be like a night elf with a Mohawk. But it was really kind of interesting because I'm like, Mr. T, wow. And Mr. T is, is definitely someone who could listen to this podcast because he is over 50. Um, very, very cool stuff. Um, a, kind of an interesting thing is, and I'm going to talk about this, we have two supermen that watch it, Henry Cavill or sorry, watch it, play MMORPGs, Henry Cavill, as well as Brandon Ralph. Now, Brandon Ralph has also played a lot of other characters, including uh, one of my favorites in a movie, Todd and uh, Scott Pilgrim. All right. We also have a Batman and Ben Affleck actually has played MMORPGs. And the Star Trek alumnus I was talking is not William Shatner, but William Shatner plays MMORPGs. And he did commercials like Mr. T. Now, add into that some more famous people like Christian Nairn. And the only way I can say is if you don't know who Christian Nairn is, you need to think about holding the door, holding the door, Hodor, Hodor. He is Hodor from Game of Thrones. I thought that was like the craziest thing when it happened. So if you haven't seen it yet, sorry, I was a spoiler, but the damn thing's been out forever. Sorry, not my fault. All right. Additionally, in there is Dave Chappelle. Maybe one of my favorite comedians. Um, he's he's just funny, irreverent, and, and fantastic. Uh, Vin Diesel, who is actually kind of an interesting guy, too, because he's done some sci-fi movies that he really, really wanted to get into. Um, but also the whole, you know, Fast and Furious piece. All right, let's add in Mila Kunis. So Mila Kunis is a, which is funny because we just watched, I think, the end of Bad Moms. I'd never seen it. She's really a, a funny actress. I've seen her in a lot of hilarious stuff. I think she's on uh, she's on Family Guy still. I'm 
again, I've when you remember we get over fifty, we don't watch uh, too many cartoons. Wink, wink. All right, so let's add in some more ladies, and then we have Jessica Simpson. Yes, that Jessica Simpson. Okay, if you were to ask me when I was reading this, it's like, hey, do you think Jessica Simpson plays? I would have laughed at you. I'm like, no, you. There's no way she's so much of a girly girl. But you know what? Hey, I'm wrong. And you know what? She's a great singer, and she plays video games. That's kind of cool. I learned. We all learned something. All right, let's add in Cameron Diaz. So Cameron Diaz has a direct line to my funny bone whenever she does stuff. But who also knew that she likes to play video games and MMORPGs? All right, just a couple more, and I'm saving the best for last. Jamie Lee Curtis. The Queen of Halloween, the movie's Halloween, and a few other films, maybe a, maybe about a, a fish called Wanda, another hilarious movie. But Jamie Lee Curtis plays MMORPGs. And then I saved the very best for last, and it's because he's no longer with us, but Robin Williams played MMORPGs. And if you think someone as funny as Robin Williams was, and as tragic as what he went through, needed a space to do things like that, there are times when it's hard. And I think if you read a lot more about Robin Williams is he had a very strong persuasion about what he wanted to do. He gave everything to his comedy. He did everything with his family. And uh, I, I, I did read a little bit about this because I was like, wow, who knew that uh, you had Robin Williams as an MMORPG player. All right. So with that, Let's talk about some of the big MMORPGs. If you haven't played one or maybe you're thinking about playing one, why not play the biggest ones? Um, I took an article by Jonathan H. Cantor, and I will be giving him credit, that he wrote back in February of 2019 called the 10 MMORPGs that are available right now. So we're about a year and a half, two year and two thirds away. But why don't we just jump in? And, and really what's kind of cool is, is I'm going to take some quotes that he put in here. Is first, the MMORPGs have been around since the 90s. And this has gone on to become one of the most popular genres in the video game industry, pulling in hundreds of millions of dollars each year. Since that time, the genre has exploded with numerous titles that delve into the realm of fantasy, science fiction, horror, and more. He's absolutely right. While some of the older games have gone dark over the years, there are many classic titles still available to play. While new titles and their servers go online each and every year, not are all created the same. And so with this, these are the best that are available to play right now from Jonathan H. Cantor. So let's start with number 10. Number 10 is RuneScape. So RuneScape started in 2001. And it was, you know, available to play still right now. Standard updates. It has dedicated servers. Um, there have been over 200 million active accounts for this game. I have one. And it is continued to be owned and managed by, and I am going to screw this company's name up, so I'm not even going to try it, but J-A-G-E-X. I'm going to assume Yagex. Oh, I'll ask somebody. Um, the game was recognized as the Guinness World Record holder for the world's largest and most updated free-to-play MMORPG. So that's one thing we're going to find out. Some of these you pay for and some of you don't. So if you want to play a free MMORPG, there's RuneScape. All right, Neverwinter. Neverwinter was a lot of fun. Um, but Neverwinter is the first MMORPG to host a graphical uh, version on 
AOL. So Neverwinter Nights was on AOL from 1991 to 1997. Again, another one I played just because it was on AOL. And who wasn't on AOL in the 90s? Oh, wait, just not me. Okay, everybody. Great. Um, Anywho, it is actually from a campaign. And this is why I was really excited to play it back in the 90s was it is a campaign from Dungeons and Dragons Forgotten Realm. And it has been expanded and built out a little bit more um, into its very own MMORPG. But Neverwinter was out there as the first graphical one out on, on AOL. Okay. And I'm going to say this either it's right or wrong. Ion, Aeon, but it's not really Aeon because Aeon's A-E-O-N because that's cartoons. So let's say Ion or the Tower of Eternity. Now this, what makes this one really kind of neat, it is a Korean fantasy MMORPG and it intertwines both player versus environment, which is you go and fight those NPCs that are coming out to you and player versus player into one cohesive experience. The game came out in around 2009, had a huge following in and outside of Asia Pacific region with the majority of players operating out of South Korea. Now, since Aeon was released, it has expanded multiple times and maintains an average play player base of around three and a half million active subscribers. Now, remember I said New York, 18.8 million, three and a half million. Let's see. Uh, oh, Tampa's probably under three and a half million. Seattle, definitely under three and a half million. And I'm talking to like the region around them too. Um, Portland. Let's key. Let's go say Tulsa. Definitely Oklahoma city for sure. Omaha. Yeah. So you kind of get an idea. Three and a half million people play this actively. It's crazy. Okay. So we've, we've had kind of these fantasy ones. We're going to move into space for one. Eve online is an MMORPG set in space and you get a lot of different roles. Now, because we're in space, we're not really stuck on land and we can kind of expand kind of the capabilities you can play. Now I've played Eve. It's kind of an interesting game. I'll share my piece after this. Um, but you really can, you, you have to mine, you have to explore, you have to learn how to manufacture trade and even piracy. If you should are interested in that, the world is huge and it encompasses 7,800 star systems. Now a single battle called the bloodbath of B R five RB took 21 hours to complete and involved thousands of different players in a single star system. Now Eve right now has about half a million subscribers. I didn't like Eve because somebody did become a pirate and they said, Hey, we'll let you join our group. If you give us like a million of this thing that took like a week for me or a week and a half for me to sit in mine. And you can set miners and go do stuff. Like you can log out of an MMORPG anytime you want. And your person may sit there, your spaceship and who knows pirates may come by and blow you up. But this person took my, my stuff and I was like, well, I'm done with that. I'm not going to lose anymore. All right. So staying in space and assuming that you have an idea of where we're going to go next in space, because there's only a few places you can that have a, maybe a, a, a story behind it is star Wars, the old Republic. Now we, when we MMORPGs kind of came out and we were sitting there and I was trying to think about, it, I said this, we, uh, we sat back and we were like, well, when are they going to have one of star Wars? And then we kept waiting. And about 10 years after we first 
said the question. They came out one in 2011. So in 2011, it came out to see basically the Star Wars universe. And you're on the verge of a galactic galactic conflict as the Sith Empire has risen from the ashes to confront the Galactic Republic. Uh, Really, what's kind of cool about this is you could play as a Republic or you could play as Sith. And there was a morality scale. So let's say you were walking down the street and you wanted an apple and you took an apple. Well, you're, you became more of a Sith. Or if you gave people or you protected people, oh, you joined probably getting closer to the Jedi or Republic. Um, there have been a lot of expansion packs. And obviously, because it's Star Wars, there are going to be a lot of people that play it. And a lot of people still want to play. So Star Wars, the old Republic. Coming in at number five is Rift. So Rift was developed to be a free MMORPG in a fantasy realm, pitting two factions against each other as enemies from the Rifts, rank Rifts, emerged to challenge them all. So Rift started as free to play. Now, in 2018, they included something new called Rift Prime, which is something where you could play. So you see... Most of the games had a level potentially of advertising that were built into it, or they were on a platform or someone you would have to connect. And sometimes there are the games where you connect and you may play one of these at some point where it shows you a commercial. There you go with Rift. All right. We are now in the top four and the top four do not disappoint. Elder Scrolls Online is an MMORPG developed by Zenimax Online Studios and Bethesda Softworks as a part of the Elder Scrolls series. So Elder Scrolls series is an entire set of games, books, etc. What's kind of interesting is Bethesda Softworks has created some huge games. We talked about one in, the, in our uh, uh, previous with, I think it, we were talking the Sandbox RPGs, which is Fallout. They've had Bioware. There's these huge, huge games they've created. So Elder Scrolls is also in that line of those hues. Now, this is the first outing kind of an MMORPG for Elder Scrolls. Normally, it really wasn't an MMORPG. And it's set in the exact same continent all along. So if you like that lore of Elder Scrolls and you like that lore of being in Tamriel, which is where the location is, then this is the kind of game you might like. Now, it also has a different kind of how you do transactions. You used to have a monthly pay by month. Now it is a buy to play with microtransactions and a potential optional subscription. So a very kind of interesting model. Now, maybe one of the biggest game franchises out there ever is Final Fantasy. So Final Fantasy XIV, A Realm Reborn, was the first that was released as an MMORPG back in 2013 by Square Enix. Now, the new title came out to a very positive reaction uh, from players and critics, and it continues to get at users. At one point, there have been over 14 million registered players as they've updated and expanded this game. All right, top two. Guild Wars 2. And Guild Wars, Guild Wars original, is really a lot of fun, but Guild Wars 2 is predecessor is an MMORPG set in the fantasy world of Tyria. Since the first time of the first game, the land has been overrun by Elder Dragons. And so unlike other games, Guild Wars, Guild Wars 2 brought a persistent world that progresses via instanced environments. So this means that that progressive world stays pretty much the same and gets different. Things happen. And this happens because players approach quests differently. 
more dynamic, more engaging. And, and this is kind of how single role-playing games are played. Now, since 2012, the game has sold 5 million copies trans and trans- transitioned into a free-to-play model. I am really positive. All right. Final one, World of Warcraft from Blizzard. It, it, it may be the biggest game. Uh, maybe not the biggest overall game, but the biggest game as it continues and continues. And it was released in 2004. It has had grossed over $9 billion in revenue. It has, I think, eight, eight, nine expansions. I can't even remember anymore. And when I was doing my research, I really didn't. But the latest expansion um, is the largest selling expansion as Shadowlands. Um, so it is a huge game. It has been, you know, there've been tons and tons and tons. In fact, uh, Felicia Day's guild kind of based in, uh, Azeroth there with World of Warcraft. Okay. So final little piece I want to bring this is if you're thinking about this and you're going, wow, that's a lot of time to put into a game. There is a psychology towards this. It's good and bad. No different. If you do too much in this game, if you get involved and interconnected in this game and it's all you do and think about, not so good. If you meet new friends and your new friends go to the movies, the museum, a beer, when you can do those things again, it's great. It has an economic side to it. You can learn a lot about economics because each one of these games has living economies. They are amazing games, huge, massive, fun games, not... Uh, not to the point where you're going to say, oh my gosh, I'm never going to play another game. Play other games. And finally, if anybody hears this from Blizzard, please give me a jingle. I'd still like to be in a WoW commercial one day with Mr. T. Thank you, and look forward to the last RPG coming up soon.